0: Today on the Topping Show, Target adds a Pride stand to their already controversial seasonal Pride lineup. Vivek tweet on military wanting to spend $114 million on DEI goes viral. DeSantis tweet visiting 98 of 99 Iowa counties goes viral as well. The Marvels may have cut a lesbian relationship from the Marvels film. Bubble founder to step down, Urban Outfitters clothing rental company turns a profit for once. United Airlines is debating using passenger data for targeted ads. And Sony hit near a $8 billion lawsuit simply for setting prices in their store? All of that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder released twice today. day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of November. So if you could click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Now going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Bumble's founder, Whitney Wolf Heard is actually stepping down as CEO after running the company for nearly a decade. Now Bumble is one of very few dating apps that is not owned by Match.com, also known as the Match Group. They own pretty much every dating app you could possibly fathom, and there are only a couple independent apps left, with Bumble being one of the very few. Their unique value added to the consumer being a situation in which the woman has to message the man first. So, pretty unique value added, and that's what helped them grow and develop and kind of further differentiate themselves from the myriad of other apps. That being said, it is a pay to play platform, so I believe if you pay them out a certain amount of money, you could actually be the man and get actually just message the, you know, reach out to the woman first. You just have to pay for it, so there's a little bit of paywall. It's tradition, as opposed to the traditional apps, well, it's untraditional traditional about them, but the incumbent apps that people use where it doesn't matter as soon as you match with someone, you can message right off the bat. So, it is an interesting phenomenon to have that on their platform. Now, this will be starting on January 3rd. This is thanks to CNN Business, coming from the reporter by the name of Clary Duffy. And they noted that Heard-Wolf will be succeeded by Lindane-Jones, who's a longtime tech executive who has been serving since December as the CEO of the workplace communication service Slack. Bumble confirmed in its security filings earlier last Wednesday. Wolf will remain as a Bumble, at Bumble as an executive chair. When asked for comments, the founder-ceo Ms. Heard says, quote, This move to the executive chair gives me the ability to step forward into a new and exciting role get back to my founder roots and bring immense passion and focus to the next chapter of growth, unquote. And she clarified to say that Jones would make quote-unquote fantastic partners, unquote. Now, interestingly enough, Wolf had actually started her career earlier working for a rival known as Tinder. And she actually co-founded that one, but she left in 2014 to launch her own company known as Bumble. And they actually had an IPO for Bumble in 2021. And that helped create actually she's one of the very first well they say it's one of the first they have to clarify self-made female billionaires since the first female billionaires in history were, I believe Jeff Bezos wife when they got divorced and then Bill Gates wife when they got divorced so this they specify self-made so what is Bumble stock now that they mention it some Bumble stock it's actually not it's $15 per share all right and then what's match.com stock uh, match Group, all right. So many legal names for that company. Well, I was gonna say it's about half off. So Bumble is at fourteen dollars and eighteen cents per share, while the Match Group is thirty-two dollars and seven cents per share. Match Group current market value is eight point or market cap is eight point eight three billion, while Bumble's is one point nine four billion. Now, if you look at Bumble's, I think you said Rumble. Brain fart. Bumble. is If they look at their stock trend in the past five years, they're not doing so well. They're down negative 81.21% in the past five years. In the past year, they are down 37%. Year to date, they are down 30.63%. In the past six months, they're down 20.38%. In the past month, though, they're up by 4.8%, so not that great. It looks like last week, they are down about 5%. So... Not too great. Their 52-week low was $12.29 per share, and the 52-week high was $27.92 per share. And, disappointingly enough, if you're an investor, they don't even pay dividends. So, I know a lot of folks are investing, and I don't, by any means, I do not give financial advice. But a lot of people look at stocks, and one of the biggest indicators they look at is, do they pay dividends to reward people who invest in the company and to hold on to their stock? Now, it looks like they currently have about 950 employees, headquartered over in Austin, Texas. Yeah, $14 18 cents per share as opposed to the match group which also five-year trend not great they're down 67% past year to date they're down 33% so there a lot of issues in the industry and it'll be interesting to see what we'll take over from here a lot of the article noted that there's a lot of consumer concern about spending money at the time where there's a lot of economic uncertainty Another down detrimental issue with these apps is that only a very very small percentage of um, women and men rate each other very differently. It's a fascinating psychological phenomenon. It's an instance where women only rate a very small percentage of men, quote, unquote, datable on the apps, while men, they'll actually have a greater percentage of women they will match with they think are favorable. And rudimentary speaking, at the end of the day, it means if only a very, very select few of men are actually getting matched on these platforms and everyone else is getting, you know, crap out of luck, even if they pay for the premium Banana Falcon whatever packages that they have, which allow you to reach more prospective partners as well as message them. There are a lot of things you can do to pay to play for those apps, but the odds are not in your favor. I mean, infinitely better option just be a local church or community organization. If you actually want to find someone of substance usually. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't see a lot of people paying for these apps lately and they have, I believe, introduced more and more barriers to make it more burdensome if you don't have the actual paid version, but Again, a lot of these apps, people consider them to be more of a luxury. It's not a necessity. You're not going to die if you don't swipe on the phone for a day or two. So, let me know in the comments if you're looking for a prospective wife or husband. What's an app that you use? And have you seen any success with these? It is a little bit of a dark theory in terms of, well, these companies make the most money when you're constantly on the app and you're constantly looking for someone. Do they have the greatest incentive to match someone who's going to be best, who's going to make a great wife for life or husband for life? Because if they actually match and they get off the platform, well, these companies then lose money because they're losing their clients. So there's a lot of theories saying that they actually match you with people who are not actually compatible with you because they know you'll be drawn back to the app again. So let me know if you think there's any substance to that theory that I've seen floating around the past couple years. It would be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting business use, you have Urban Outfitters Newly, their clothing rental company, finally reaches their very first profit. Now it looks like specifically, let's see here. Oh, good old technical faux pas. Now it looks like newly, there is their rental company, and they reached an operating income of $300,000 off, which is I mean, that's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong; it's great to make a profit. Always, I mean, it's one of the hardest things for a business to do is to finally turn a profit. Now they made $300,000 in profit off of a revenue of. $65.5 million. That was for the three months ending October 31st. Let's see here. It looks like Urban Outfitters, Clothing Rent Company. And this is thanks to Gabrielle Fangru on CNBC. It looks like they finally beat out the competitor. Another competitor is called Rent the Runway, which has yet to reach profitability in 15 years of its history? That's unfathomable. That's almost says that is the U.S. government let me see here so how long did it take it take for Amazon to make a profit because that's one of the best use cases well, let's see here how long did it take uh, first nine years and eh, so they were about let's see they only turn a profit nine years after being found okay so Amazon we talk about business cases in terms of like, you lose money you eventually make money and make it down the universe and dominate the market Amazon is one of the best use cases of having very patient investors. And even they, like everyone knew that was a long game. It was so long. In fact, when Jeff Bezos was first looking for investors, he had to explain what the internet was to prospective investors. That's how long ago it was. And Amazon is probably the best, most well-known successful use case of a company that lost a lot of money, but eventually did reach profitability. And everyone talked about how long it took, nine years is forever. This Rent the Runway, it's been 15 years and they haven't turned a profit? That's, I don't know if that's a loss leader for another company that owns them or there's some other marketing reason behind that. But that is, that's detrimental. And again, it's an interesting thing to think about renting clothing in and of itself. And I'm not sure how many Americans are really interested in that concept. Apparently enough have so that this company was able to turn a pro- um, small, but albeit it was a profit. Now diving into the article, they noted that the clothing rental service newly had eked out the first profit thanks to a station stream of new subscribers and a whopping 86% jump in revenue, hitting the benchmark before their competitor. The brand, with which offers a $98 monthly subscription fee service for six items of clothing. What? Ed saw a $65.5 million in revenue and an operating profit of $300,000 during its fiscal third quarter, which ended October 31st. In a year ago period newly posted a thirty five point three million in revenue and an operating loss of negative three million dollars so the same fiscal period last year they were much in a much, much worse shape so this is great from an investor perspective or if you're involved in this company they are doing infinitely better the same over the same fiscal period a year before now again I'm an old soul I buy you know one or two seats make it last for life and just suit up and look good or moderately acceptable some might say but I'm obviously not their target market. You just buy one suit, make it last forever. I can't fathom, I mean, $98 a month just to rent clothing? Like, this has to be a niche product for women, or I guess predominantly women, where they have more of a rotation in their clothing line. But let me know, you're a guy in the audience, would you ever pay for this? Like, I can't fathom paying, that's a, over $1,000, no, yeah, it's a, over $1,000 a year just to rent clothing. I and this has to be like 98 percent demographic by female it's got to be let me know the comments if you disagree with me on that statement now they noted that the milestone marks the first time newly had earned money since its launch in 2019 which again that's that's not terrible for a ramp-up period they got to the profitability better than some of these companies especially the one that's down 15 years and have having made a profit on the idea and the goal for the company from the big beginning as it looked to improve and could run a clothing rental business profitability while there's a wide demand for clothing rental services, particularly among younger consumers, the logistics of the rental company have made it difficult, threatening the platform's viability. When I asked for comment, they said, quote, "We set out with a plan to build a business that we could be a quite big, and yet we set out to God. This grammar is terrible. Nevertheless, I will attempt to read it exactly as written. So let me reset that really quick. This again. This is from David Hoot he- Hayuni, he- 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 who is East new- ple- president and chief and Urban's chief technology officer." Interesting couple of different roles there and he says quote we set out with a plan to build a business that we thought could be quite big and we set out With a plan to build a business that had the potential to be quite profitable unquote so that's actually just my Social faux pas or speaking faux pas if you can get that right the first time it wasn't grammar Now they noted that they brands meteoric rise as one of the largest go-to clothing rental companies was among Gen Z and millennial consumers as it becomes a competitor to Rent the Runway, struggling to earn profit and again after they haven't made a profit in 15 years, Newly's active subscriber count, which reached $198,000 during the quarter, also eclipses Rent the Runway's, which stood at a subscriber count of 137,566. That number as of July 31st. In April, the CEO, Jen hyman told CNBC that the company needs to reach 185,000 subscribers to have enough free cash flow to recover. All of its fixed costs, variables, and costs of its inventory, she said that rent is "quote a stone throw away from profitability." The company is due to a third quarter report on December fifth. See here. Got the wrong insertion? Oh, I apologize. That it looked like to be that is the other CEO. Now they also noted that newly turned and operating profit, in part because it buoyed by the larger urban business which supplies mainly the clothing that's available to renters and cover all this cost, which, again, of all the companies to start this idea, it makes sense. If you're manufacturing clothing and you're selling clothing, of all the businesses to get involved in the rental clothing, that makes sense. You could also probably theorize you could organically grow your sales from urban operators, the parent company. If someone rents an article of clothing, they may like it and go to the store to purchase it. So in that regard, this makes a little bit more sense. Now, it looks like across urban business, the retailer performed better than expected both top and bottom sales. Sales came in at 1.28 billion dollars, compared to the expectations of 1.26, according to LSEG. And some the same store sales rose 5.6 percent in the quarter, higher than the 4.9 percent uptake the analysts had expected. So it'll be interesting to see. It looks like they're growing in all the right directions. Again, I'm definitely not their target audience, given you know my apparel. But let me know in the comments. Would you what do you think of the concept of renting clothing? Is that something you'd be comfortable with? Is that something you'd want? I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say other interesting businesses you have United Airlines debating on using passenger data for targeted ads as we fly closer and closer to this dystopian hellhole of a sci-fi movie well really intended flying with you know article being about planes but this is one of those fascinating things I believe is Minority Report there are a few sci-fi movies or at the time sci-fi movies they soon may become reality but nevertheless there are a couple of movies in my lifetime where they have the movie set in the future, and you see the main protagonist running through the airport. I believe it was not Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. One of the Tom's. It was Tom Cruise, I believe, in Minority Report. And it was an instance where they're running through an airport or some public venue, and every time you ran past a particular display of a product, it'd be specifically tailored towards you. And it was be it was very bizarre. It was, I believe as a high fructose corn syrup company had their ad that said, "Hey." Tom or whatever his character name was, it's time for refreshing Coca-Cola or whatever. And that seemed creepy enough. And now we're getting to the point where we're actually gonna have targeted ads where these companies already know more about you than your family in some cases. And it might be a more effective way to sell you stuff you don't really, most often than not, don't really need. And airlines, again, that's one of the most competitive businesses, one of the most precarious and fragile business models. If you look at any documentary with airlines, they go bankrupt a lot. And two of the greatest reasons are fuel costs and unions aka the cost of labor. Now, they can't really control the fuel costs because it's a global economy, United States is not smart enough to actually use the resources we have below our feet, so the airlines can't directly control that. And with the labor, they're not prudent enough to actually just hire, well some people pejoratively call them scabs, I call them band-aids or not unionized workers, so they're choosing to accept that relationship that's increasing the cost exponentially. So Airlines are always trying to think, how can we make a profit? How could we actually offset all these big risks? And one of the most brilliant ideas, although perverse in terms of I would agree with it as a consumer, is baggage fees. Now, at the time, it was a few years back, no one did this. No airline did it. They never even dream about it because they thought the customer backlash would be so fierce. And at the time, I believe, I forget if it was Spirit Airlines or American, there was a particular airline that said, we're going to be the first. So they initiated baggage fees. That one airline did it, and like Domino's, every other airline did it, and now it's common practice. And now it is literally a billion-dollar revenue stream for these companies. In fact, according to Upgraded Points, which is a website that talks about all intricacies of you know how you can make points and gather miles for airlines, now they noted that again, this article is to July two thousand twenty-three. They know that baggage fees continue to grow as a revenue source for U.S. airlines, which connected more than 5.1 billion charges over the past year. In one year alone, $5.1 billion in new revenue. Now, they also noted in late 2018, United Airlines, Delta Airlines, and American Airlines, and all others raised their price of the first jack uh, bag being checked by $5 and with other increasing fees to other amounts. So again, it started off with one airline, soon it became industry practice, now it's a billion dollar part of their business. Now, interestingly enough, will the same thing happen with targeted ads what if any could the pushback be from the consumer now right now they're just evaluating right now it's just american airlines and this is thanks to an article from forbes by william Skipfirth, and they noted that united airlines may place ads in the in-flight entertainment systems where passengers watch movies television other programming as well as its app where passengers book flights and check in this is according to a couple sources that told the journalist However, an official decision hasn't been made and the United could ultimately not go forward with the idea. Now again, is they're facing razor thin margins with some of these issues, some of these certain sales that they have, how can they bolster their books? How could they increase the profitability of their business? This may very well be the next thing that maybe United is the first one and becomes a domino effect and a ripple effect and every other airline follows suit. Now, What would your perception be, in terms of my anecdotal experience, every time I talk to someone when they talk about a phenomenon in which they'll talk about a product, and later in the day, Facebook will have an advertisement for that exact product. And it's, truth and be told, it's happened to myself. And there are many reasons why that happens, partially because they're listening, partially because the algorithm is astronomically effective at predicting human behavior. And it's one of the things where a lot of people I know are viscerally disgusted by that, and actually will not buy the product just out of spite because it was placed on their Facebook feed because they felt like their privacy was invaded. Now, interestingly enough, another idea that other companies have when it comes to advertising and make consumers happy, some have thought of, well, what if we share the cost of your data or actually we give you a discount if you allow us to show a tailored ad. Customers like discounts, and again, perhaps it is a revenue stream in which they do a little bit of a discount but the company united airlines still makes a profit on that idea so let's say for example just numbers for theory numbers for the same music numbers let's say a third party is going to give them let's say you really like what's a good what's an average thing americans like you really like rifles you love ar-15s because you're an american ar-15 some many people say it stands for america's rifle although it's technically an armor light rifle ironically designed in california but Let's say you love an AR-15. It's the most standard, most well-sold rifle in the United States. Well, you're probably going to need accessories. You're going to need some standard 30 round magazines, maybe a cleaning kit. So let's say you're on this flight and let's say Magpul, one of the most successful polymer AR-15 firearm accessory manufacturers on the planet. Let's say they, they want to put an advertisement in front of your face and they have an advertisement for their new PMAG, which is their line of AR-15 and, well, actually multiple magazines. Now, in that case, what if MacPool says, hey, United Airlines, we'll pay you $10 to show this advertisement to Topping. And United Airlines goes, okay. So United Airlines comes to me and says, hey, Topping, for three, $5 off your ticket, will you allow us to show this tailored ad? And maybe I like that. Maybe I say yes. In which case, it helps me as a consumer because my ticket price goes down by $5. And for United Airlines, they get an additional increase in $5. again, you can play around with the numbers to make it even more financially beneficial for the manufacturer, or in this case, the airline or the consumer. You can move the numbers around, but conceptually, I think that might be a good maybe third option for these companies where a lot of consumers are getting protective about their data. They really wanna make sure they're only allowing certain advertisements and certain things to be shown in front of them. And this might might be a good way to capture a greater part of the market, as opposed to people who just opt out or refuse or even Again, maybe switch airlines because of this policy if they were to roll it out. Now, let me know in the comments, Are you, is this something where you think you would accept it? If you're a perspective of someone who's going to go on the airline? Is that something you would like or kind of viscerally just dislike and even make you choose someone else as an airline carrier? If you have to here, what you have to say. Now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have the Marvels may have cut a lesbian relationship as the movie is still on track to lose between... 200 and 300 million dollars. Now, this is again another fascinating phenomenon that Disney is well known for. I should actually perhaps coin the, the term the Disney effect. A fascinating phenomenon in which you take a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, and every time you do that, you actually degrade the image more and more. Fun little home experiment you can do on your little photocopier. And it's an instance where they're doing this with pretty much all their intellectual property. They just make a copy of a copy of a copy, usually injecting a couple of political things. And inevitably, you alienate a lot of the core, the original fan base. You got a lot of people in the middle who are just they not really know. And you do gain a couple, don't get me wrong. They are gaining some new fans from this. But again, fiscally speaking, I don't think it's enough to actually offset the number of fans that are alienated, which is why you're seeing their stock go down, their sales go down. Lost about $2 billion in movies this year, which is, for Disney, pathetic to say the least. Almost unfathomable when Disney, for most of my life, was considered a blue chip stock aka a stock which you knew you were going to get rich overnight there was going to be a big spike really really knocked out the park but you know consistently over time it would increase in value surely but surely and just slowly surely go up it was a very reliable stock but disney thought you know what let's get involved in politics let's start to inject themes in these films start to inject sexual themes in children's films and you alienated about half your audience by default as most businesses do inevitably when they take any political side since the United States is on average probably about 50 50 for many issues now this comes to us thanks to a website called bound into comics in which they know that there's a rumor that Marvel's originally featured a direct confirmation that Carol Danvers and Valkyrie were once in a romantic relationship which again you could debate That's another debate in and of itself is when you have these types of movies and themes, are they supposed to be child-friendly? What is or is not child-friendly? And truth be told, that changes throughout time. Some might debate it's not benefiting society to have those changes. But as well as instances where there's certain people where some people think you should not have any kissing for a child film. There shouldn't be any themes of kissing. There's some people that, truth be told, don't even want people holding hands in some of those films. That's why materials like The Veggie Tales are so popular when I was a kid because... Well, I should say popular with certain um, demographics, religious affiliations, certain people, because they just wanted to have a cartoon that had a little bit of morals and values and didn't show certain themes that they thought were not child-appropriate. So when it comes to these types of movies, I believe most Marvel films are rated PG-13, because, again, it's I would say it's a younger audience. And this is just another instance of them trying to inject something that a lot of people say it wouldn't have been natural. A lot, a lot of people speculate that they cut it because... South Park has been roasting them so accurately in their Pandaverse special, where they literally have good old... yeah, it's a whole a whole wormhole, so to say. Now, it looks like this is going to bit the into comics. Again, the specific author of this is Spencer Beckle, and they noted that let's see here. Taking place just after the opening scene in this film's second act, the scene in questions sees Asgard's current king once again being portrayed by actress Tessa Thompson for a brief stop upon Carol Danvers' personal relationship, the Hootie. Responding to the Kree heroine's request for assistance in relocating a handful of scrolls who temporarily homeworld had recently been destroyed by Dan Barr, Valkyrie beams in, onto the Hootie in order to personally receive... And Shepherd said refugees to a shelter in her domain of New Asgard. Upon arrival to the ship, Valkyrie is embraced by Captain Marvel, prompting the Asgardian leader to ask Cree infused warrior, is everything okay? However, rather than the offer being anything verbal, Captain Marvel instead longingly holds Valkyrie's in her arms for a brief few seconds before composing herself and thanking her ally for help, always responds, Valkyrie, briefly noting I see you finally found yourself a team, unquote. Let's see here. Met with Danver, Danvers Protestants and the team was quote unintentional. Valkyrie attempts to calm her the Avenger by assuring her quote I've been on some unintentional teams myself. You can stand tall without standing alone. Take it from me, Marv informed that the scrolls are finally ready to travel valkyrie then proceeds to close out her time in the marvels by planting a kiss on captain marvel's cheek and wishing her quote may our next meaningful be joyful before flashing back to earth on the rainbow bridge rainbow bridge that's that's a bit on the nose really i'd have to read the comics to know if that's accurate if they change that as well now they also go on to say and while inter mcu cameos in the mcu are nothing new This one caused specific confusion among the fans due to the fact that Valkyrie's only connection to any of the other film's three leads was her having a fought alongside Captain Marvel against Thanos during Endgame's Battle of Earth. However, according to a noted scooper We Get Some Toast, it seems that the true explanation for Valkyrie's appearance in the Marvels was actually left on the cutting floor of the room. Talking on Twitter on November 19th, We Can Get Some Toast alleged that, per their sources, three major plot elements had ultimately been dropped from the final cut of Marvel's latest film, the Scoopers list a fourth plot point involving Prince Jan's gifting the new comic accurate suit to Monica also having been cut from the film. That would later remember that scene had been factored in the Marvel's theatrical release. Let's see here. These include Cala being unable to take off her bangle and subsequently being imprisoned and tortured by Dan Baron, her new costume being turned into a spacesuit, Which would have been used to join Carol and Monaco to close the rip through the space time together, an outright confirmation that Captain Marvel and Valkyrie were explicitly together in the past. To this point, we can get some toast detailed. The cut quote was, We work better as friends, but Disney are cowards. Curiously, should Marvel have gone through with canonizing the relationship between Valkyrie and Captain Marvel, one would have to wonder where it would fit in the MCU's timeline. After all, right after their first meeting in Endgame, Carol, as per the flashback in her latest outing, spent the next several years until the marbles transversing the deep recesses of space and raining hell down on Hala. With a schedule that packed, one wonders where she'd find time to enjoy being part of Disney's ever-desperate attempts at rainbow marketing, unquote. And interestingly enough, there are some fun comments. So, so let's dive into comments and see what the folks are saying. Someone by the name of Andrew Fetimi says, quote, The funny thing is that even the comics haven't gotten around to realizing this ship yet, but Marvel was so desperate that they tried to push it into the movie, even by by bypassing the chronologically. Guest says, quote, I'm guessing that they cut a ton of stuff out. That includes things that makes more sense to the movie than is now available. This at least was a smart thing to cut, not that it helped the movie make any more money. Yeah, the movie's losing money. Let's see here. Anti Lamo says this would have totally made it sell more tickets. Unquote. Raider 968 says, "quote I can only imagine the sound of these two of these two five heads clonking together." And of course, there was. Let's see here. Can we get some toast? So let's see if we can pull them up on the good old Twitter, or as you know, eight people call it X. Let's see here. Can we get some toast? Marvel. See how Twitter's working today. Uh, let's see. All right. So I got about a million views, and this is again the original post on Twitter from We can we get some toast? Which A plus marketing their profile picture is a picture of toast, so makes sense. And they noted again, this is the the things that they were cut from Marvels. And we already went over. And then he has a couple pictures. Got about 904,000 views and 5,600 likes. Let's see here. Some of the top comments being... Let's see here. Nia said... This comes from Hunter. Said, "Quote." Nia said, we're already going to be accused of being woke. So let's leave it at, to a peck on the cheek. Unquote. And 496 likes. Disney Scoop Matt says, quote, I saw this movie for the second time yesterday and I'm... Still mad people are sleeping on it, unquote. Got seven hundred and seventeen likes. I I need to check this profile picture off. It looks like it's a man. And he saw the he saw the film? What? Oh wow. Uh maybe a man child. I mean clearly all of his posts are about Disney, so it's consistent. Are you a guy? Have you seen this movie? I I don't know. Any, I know a lot of my friends who are Marvel fans, and they have not seen this film. Let's see here. Cedric Pilter says, quote, it's not coward, just unnecessary, getting 100 likes. Let's see here. RJ says, this movie sounds like it got really messed up in the edit bay, getting 100 likes. Kyle Marcus says, none of this would have made the movie better, getting 106 likes. Let's see. Yeah, so it looks like overall the comments are pretty consistent, saying a lot of people saying it would have made the movie worse. A lot of people, this one by name of Drew Back says, quote, I guess the Soul's Disney isn't really that supportive to the LGBT community as we thought, unquote, getting three likes. Which again, I, I thought Disney was leaning into it. In terms, When I say it, I mean more the LGBT um, films and entertainment which glorifies that community. Uh, Disney had been part of that community and supporting that community and I suppose you could argue they were increasing their sales in that demographic and I again, overall their overall sales are going down it would be fascinating to see the actual customer data the ticket data to kind of break down further where their sales might be increasing by that breakdown but it is interesting that they were to they actually cut this when again for couple of years they've been kind of leaning into that new direction of the company and trying to lean into those new fans those new prospective clients so interestingly enough it looks like they may be trying to lean away a little bit but let me know do you think this is a mistake for Disney to cut this again the movie right now is losing between 200 and 300 million dollars with this uh, leaving these scenes in, leaving the theme in or this um, the plot point of having the lesbian relationship would it have possibly increased the sales to make the movie break even or would it have gone even more negative? I can't help but think, with all the controversy around Disney and Marvels, either way, I think the movie is going to lose money because again, they make so much content. They went from quality to quantity, which is a different business model. The same reason you don't see a whole street of Ferraris, unless perhaps you're in Beverly Hills. They make a very more limited quantity, but they put more effort. They put more hand. There's a lot more effort put into it a better metaphor might be aston martin which is a hand-built piece of machinery manufactured in Eng- famously in england i mean those are much more rare it's a piece of art a lot of people will argue as opposed to a toyota Corolla, which is a great vehicle but toyota Corolla is the ma- the number one mass-produced vehicle in history by number of units sold and it just means you have to have different materials different expectations for sales the sales per vehicle on a camera can be much less than an aston martin now with disney I don't know. They're still, I mean, again, they lost about two billion dollars in, in movies this year, which they used. To have. If you were to go back to the '90s and tell someone like that, they think you're crazy, because they're just at that time with the trajectory of the company, they just thought there's no way that could happen. But lately, Disney just keeps me losing more and more money. I think they probably would have lost a little bit more if they were to put this into the film, because I think again they are alienating a lot of their, well, I say former fan base. What remains the remnants of the Marvel fan base. But let me know in the comments, do you think this is a good move by Disney? Or a legend move by Disney? Or not so much? I'm fascinated here, what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news, you have Target as an advertisement for a Pride Santa to add to the line of their controversial trans and Pride items. Now, will this boost sales? Or just fuel additional controversy and perhaps a boycott? Now, Target this year, they're not doing so great. And we'll actually dive into the fist, oh, I was going to say dive into their stock really quick. They're estimated to lose about half a billion dollars in stolen inventory this year, which is terrible. One would think you'd make some business moves to change that, maybe have some security, actually prosecute people who steal, but nevertheless, it's their company. They do what they want. I certainly think the shareholders might start to actually sue them for ignoring their fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders. But nevertheless, if you look at Target, their stock's about still at a five-year high, what is it? Up 83.91% over the fi- past five years. Currently at $130.50 per share. Now, the past year is down 20%. Though, so the last nine great right, in the past year to date down 14%. Six months, eight percent. In the past month, though, it did increase 20%. So, a little bit of a roller coaster. But overall, the past year has not been good for Target. Now. They've had a lot of controversy this year. It's not just people stealing about half a billion dollars of inventory without them actually stopping them. They had an issue where they actually had satanic materials in the store to sell. I don't mean that to be bombastic or exaggerate. I mean, they quite literally had a self-proclaimed Satanist, who was the designer, and some of the apparel that they held earlier this year for Pride Month, they had an enamel pin, which is a much higher quality than just a paper-stamped-out pin. We're talking metal, a little bit of paint, nevertheless. Mm -hmm. They had an enamel pin with a picture of Satan saying, in font, Satan respects pronouns. They also sold a controversial swimsuit for the trans community, which was quote-unquote tuck-friendly, where you could tuck your junk, for things, trans men dressing as... The terminology is all foreign and new to me, but it's an issue where they're carrying very controversial products that are alienating some of their consumers. And it's also an instance in which they had a lot of the private materials for children, which... Again, is a point of controversy. To a lot of people in the United States. Now, last week, they actually came out with a trans Nutcracker, which is a uh, what do you call it—a conundrum in and it of itself, of how you define things. But is an in instance where they had a little toy Nutcracker and it had a trans flag, and it was holding. And it had a, a Pride hat, and from a marketing perspective, one, one of the thing, uh, things I things I found the most abhorrent is they're selling it for twelve dollars. Not $11.99, which, if you're in retail, you always do that because consumers will always think it's less. If you say it's $11.99, people will think it's $11. It's a fascinating phenomenon in psychology. If you say, they'll think it's, you know, $11.99, well, that's under $12, which technically is true, but Americans forget, well, at least in Texas, there's 8.25% sales tax, so got to round up. A good rule of thumb is, well, at least for folks in my area, just add about, it's easy to do math and just do 10%, so just add that on. But Nevertheless, that was a marketing failure of itself, just the price tag being wrong. They also came out with a disabled Santa Claus, um, both African-American as well as a, Af- um, a white Santa Claus, in a wheelchair. Which, again, was another controversy, and I feel bad for the kids, because I don't know... How does Santa get up this, the chimney if there's no ramp at your house? It, again, people argue he's magical, but if he's magical, why, why wouldn't he use his magic to walk? Maybe it's like X-Men, where if you were to use that power, he'd lose other powers. Nevertheless, that was a big controversy. It went viral on Twitter. A lot a lot of pushback and since a lot of these controversies, people have becoming be becoming to boycott Target and it was trending a couple times on the Twitter. Or it was 18 people called X and anecdotally, a lot of people I speak to have been decreasing their spend at Target. Target is also a luxury store. You don't need anything there. It is pure luxury. You don't need to shop there. Ironically, it started as a faith-based family company and they actually were perceived to be a discount store when they first started. Now they're very much premium. Most of the stuff you have there is, don't get me wrong, is a very premium shopping experience. You got clean stores, you got great lighting, and, but all the products are more expensive. You can debate about the quality than compared to stores like Walmart. So Target is selling you a luxury experience, luxury products. So it's very easy to boycott, because again, you don't need anything there. Now, this latest figure is actually a Santa Claus with a picture, rather, clarify, he has a t-shirt under his little Santa Claus shoot, suit. And he is holding, he's holding a pride flag, which I'm not sure if this is going to get canceled because it's not the trans flag and marketing alone. Marketing that, those themes change so rapidly, I guess maybe it's hard for the supply chain to stick ahead of trans. But nevertheless, it has a pride flag. He has pride colored suspenders. And then he has a t- uh, sh- shirt and it says, love is love. Now, I don't know if this is a typo, but even more important, they want to charge $80 for a 10-inch f- figure. $80, and again, the real retail it should be $79.99, but again, they chose $80. Are they just trying to? I don't know what they're thinking in terms of going against the retail trends of always having the dollar ninety-nine. But nevertheless, it looks like Santa may even have a heart duck buckle. Or belt buckle in the shape of a heart. So for eighty dollars, you can get a ten-inch, which is a Faberge Pride Santa. Again, this is an average person. would probably say this is controversial, especially because Christmas is a faith-based event, and not all, but many faith-based organizations don't allow, um, don't condone the type of LGBTQ activity that. They're actually proclaiming in these types of marketing, the advertisements. So it's a very controversial thing. And I'm not surprised a lot of people are talking about in the comments, a lot of people boycotting. It's very much against the grain and against the norm. Now, granted, people argue norms change. That's true. And again, maybe intent, maybe this is part of Target's 10 year plan to increase their sales around that growing demographic, because it is growing about two percent, not two percent, about doubling every generation. The LGBTQ community doubles. If you look at most studies, in quantity over each generation. Or or quantity and uh, percentage of of the population, And there's a lot of reasons that may be happening. A lot of people are attributing that to public schools, media. There may be reasons it's happening, but if the trend does not turn around or stop, maybe this makes sense from a business perspective. Now, interestingly enough, this is first, I noticed this on Twitter, thanks to the New York Post. Got about a little over 100,000 views and 240 likes. Now, I'm... Can't but wonder. Do you think most of the comments will be positive in the comment section, or do you think it will be negative? I mean, there are people who will buy this. Don't get me wrong. the The business question really is: is that enough to actually make a profit on this particular item? I mean, what's the compelling reason they're doing this? Because Target, they had this, they had that issue with the boycott during Great Pride Month. A lot of people are speculating. Maybe they'll just they'll kind of decrease their activity around controversial things in general. But they seem to be leaning into it. So, let's dive into the comments and find out. Someone by the name of Ranting Monkey says, quote, Not what this song means by, quote, Gay Apparel. Gained 24 likes. Norm Cruz says, quote, But how does this personally affect you? And it's a meme of a, a caricature smiling and it's the, the fall of Rome in the background. The background being a beautiful painting. Which, can't help but think, About the fall of Rome at least. At least every other day. There's a lot of correlations between modern society. But that did get 154 likes. VIP Dive Target said quote. Stop shopping at Target. Getting 8 likes. Joseph Jono says quote. The world is failing. Getting 5 likes. Daily Jokes says quote. No moms started. Hashtag yet. Got no likes though. Chisel meme coin says, quote, doesn't make sense to me. Gain one like CT2 saying haven't shopped at Target for 10 years now. Unquote, gain one like. A lot of people having memes of Target adding um Devil Horns to the Target logo saying stop targeting kids. Let's see. Daniel Ogborn says, quote, suddenly I don't care about shoplifting, unquote, gain eight likes. Raymond Stereo Jr. says, quote, sorry, I ain't letting my kids sit on the lap of a guy wearing love is love shirt, unquote, getting eleven likes. Let's see here. Looks like Target Corporate Headquarters. Someone did a meme of one of the looks like to be a leader at Target, perhaps on LinkedIn. And it looks like someone who has a pride, wait, the black, uh, white, I'm guessing it's a white male individual, but they have a black pride fist flag in the background. And their apparent title is Senior plus Segmentation Strategist and Pride Lead. Now, I don't know if this profile is, the word I'm looking for is not authorized, but verified. Now on LinkedIn you could say you work for anyone if you want depending on what the business does in terms of verification sometimes they have to have you enter your work email into LinkedIn to confirm you work there or your government ID but again if you want to be the CEO of Facebook tomorrow on LinkedIn you can do that no one's probably going to take you seriously because you're not you know Facebook isn't putting their stamp of approval or verifying your account but I would have to look into this account to confirm if that person works or not regardless the number of people who liked that was two got about 200 likes from that kayla says quote target is trash stops stop shopping there if it doesn't align with your values it's not that hard only way things will change Unquote, getting five likes kj boy says quote i just stopped shopping at target altogether i can go to other places and get the same things unquote getting one like you can also get them at a cheaper price point as well a lot of people just saying lol and why getting between two and three likes again it's one of those things where nothing is necessary at target it's it's all luxury items so it's very easy to boycott and again i I know i'm not the target demographic lord knows i haven't been in a target in probably 10 plus years but i mean you look at the demographics who shops at target i would believe i believe it is mostly probably affluent white women not to be cliche but that's what when you hear about people bragging about target and maybe it's just maybe it's confirmation bias when i see it on the facebook or something but there's a lot of consistencies when I see about their shopping but nonetheless, let me know in the comments is this going to fuel your boycott for Target? Are you actually going to go, t- go shop there because of this and support this new initiative that they have or do you think it's going to blow up in their face? Be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now going on to the political part of the podcast you have Vivek Ramaswamy tweet on military spending $114 million on DEI news going viral. Now this comes from Vivek's personal account, and he says, quote, This is why we have a 25% recruitment deficit in our military, self-loathing, poisoning, masquerading as DEI. And the kicker is our taxpayer dollars are paying for it. And he did a news article from Fox News, and actually came from the Oversight Committee, and they say, quote, Last week, the Pentagon failed its sixth consecutive audit. Last week, they requested $114 million for DEI. The Biden admins focusing... Focuses on progressive over warfighting continues to exuberate the military green crisis and calls into question our level of military preparedness. So you want to spend one hundred fourteen million dollars? And for Vex profile, I got seven hundred thirty-two thousand views and ten thousand likes. So quite a few likes to say the least. And yes, the military, pretty much every branch, with the exception, of, I believe, the Marines. Every other branch is losing in terms of they are not hitting the recruitment levels. And there are a myriad of reasons for this. Public schools, for example, well, Lord help you if you send their children there. In most cases, not all. But they don't even teach patriotism anymore. Most schools don't even have American, most, most schools have political flags. They have American flags. Which is a horrifying thought in and of itself. One would think the one flag that would be appropriate would be the American flag because it unites all of us. That's quite literally the point of having a flag for the United States. Now... They're also, because Americans are getting more and more unhealthy, I also think that's kind of part of a cultural issue in which we start really need to focus on increasing our health both mentally and physically. I would always argue people need to read more books these days. It's a great way to help grow your mind and learn a little bit about anything. And As well as issues where most Americans are not even physically fit to volunteer for the military. Most Americans are becoming so out of shape, it is pathetic. It's not good because, again, it's increasing the cost of health care, it's decreasing their life value, it's decreasing their quality of life, it's decreasing life expectancy. There are a lot of reasons why this should be a bigger topic. Now, going to the comments section, again, the military has had some very unique advertising campaigns to say the least. The Army had a commercial in which they had a commercial where they had a girl that had two moms. And they talked about how the women were feminists and fighting the social warrior. And that's why the girls should join the Army. Now, the Army might make sense because there are a lot of logistical roles and not frontline. There are more, there's more diverse roles in the Army compared to other branches when you think of all the back-end logistics, the technological, the cooking... There's a lot of back-end roles that aren't necessarily combative roles. So maybe it made sense to have a non-combative commercial, although subsequently I don't think so since now the U.S. is getting more involved in foreign conflicts, They've gone back to the more traditional badass military commercials where they show guys blowing stuff up, breaching doors, which is traditionally how the military has grown throughout the years. Emphasizing the pride of serving your country. being the, It used to be, you know, be the best you can be. And lately, that's not the message we've seen from the military. So I think there are a myriad of reasons why the U.S. military is not hitting its recruitment goals. And I think it is a more indicative, it's a, a larger issue than people are thinking about. Because again, not only are they not reaching it because people aren't patriotic anymore, It's also because Americans are not healthy. So there are many reasons this is a bigger issue. But in terms of a specific instance, they're also using these new recruiting mechanisms where they are glorifying how the military will actually pay for your gender or sexual transition. And they have actually proud TikTok commercials where they show this. And they say, how the Navy is paying for this. And they actually show people in the US military in drag. And they actually have drag shows on, on military bases. So they're having some very unique recruiting campaigns. I don't think they're working. The numbers do justify my statement right there. But let's go to the comments and see, what, what's the average person thinking? Will this help Vivek increase his number of the polls? Because, again, he is a, he's down back to about 5%. I believe he peaked around 7 or 8 or 9% in the polls, in polls specifically for the Republican nominee for the President of the United States. So he does need to be bold and keep making more unique statements because he needs to get some more supporters. Of course, the question at the end of the day of, will this increase the number of people who want to support him? Or will he alienate some people? Let's jump in the comments and see if we can get a small sample size. One of the first comments comes from Mark Sullivan. He says, quote, morale is at an all-time low, and this is a primary reason, unquote. This person got 41 likes. Chick Landler says, quote, prioritize merit over misguided DEI measurements. Uphold military excellence, not self-loathing policies. Taxpayers deserve efficiencies, not true virtual signaling, unquote, 19 likes. Blue Ferret says, quote, our children see we don't trust our government, so why should they? Unquote. Getting 22 likes. And that is another big issue is the trust deficit. A lot of people, many people, aren't trusting the United States government anymore. For a myriad of reasons, we could actually have a whole episode on that topic alone. But that is yet another reason why I believe recruitment numbers are down as well. James Ginett says, quote, can't wait for you to implement the, quote, shut it down and get rid of all the garbage nonsense. Unquote. Getting 31 likes. Um, Amirtha is fine too says quote straight men are not interested in being janissaries for a regime that hates them anymore unquote 19 likes let's see here someone by the name of Whiskey Romeo says quote anytime an agency asks for funding for BS like this we should reduce their funding by double the amount they asked for unquote and that got 10 likes see here Gentry Gevers says, quote, we should go back to don't ask, don't tell, unquote. They got 12 likes. Rovin says, quote, debt, equity, and inflation, unquote. Got two likes. Pikachu says, quote, pass an audit first, unquote. Getting three likes. Let's see here. Interesting. I is overwhelmingly positive responses for him. A lot of people saying it's dangerous, a lot of people mentioning you're not going to get the best people. Those are getting between two and three likes, about an average. Let's see here. Be Kind Rewind, which, good profile name, and I appreciate it. I'm one of those old souls that actually used a video cassette, or also known as a VHS tape, in which, after you watch a film, you actually had to rewind it for the next person to enjoy. Or, if you're dick, you just didn't rewind it at all. And, heaven forbid, you actually returned to a blockbuster, Without rewinding the tape, what kind of a monster are you? You deserve that, that fee that they slap on you for them having to put that VHS step into a machine to wind it back for the next person to properly enjoy. But nevertheless, this person by the profile name being Be Kind, Please Rewind says, quote, I'm so happy I retired. Don't get me wrong. I'm honored and privileged to have served in the best military known to man. But DEI and ESG are a cancer destroying our country and our military, and it has to end. It has nothing done nothing but drive division and resentment amongst people. The last thing our country needs, our military needs. We're on the verge of losing our military might. That hard power that says, don't F with us, our allies are coming, or we'll F you up. S- unquote. Someone needs to bring it to an end now. Unquote. Getting nine likes. Well, spoiler alert for this person, the U- most countries are probably laughing at the United States. There has never been a more advantageous time for a country to go against the United States or do whatever they want. For a myriad of reasons, including the United States not backing the previous allies that they had as well as the united states again every i think every political leader should play the board game risk in which you actually have a finite number of resources and you have to learn how to work supply chains you have to work resource allocation and at the end of the day you learn it's not very easy to fight a battle on multiple fronts and more often than not is detrimental to your strategy united states is i think i don't know if they have ever learned this but united states is spending billions upon billions upon billions of dollars working projects and initiatives across the globe that don't directly Affiliate or help or assist the United States and you cannot fight a battle on multiple fronts But that's exactly what the United States seems to be doing right now so Small little tangent on that specific post from mr. Be kind rewind Let's See here. We'll see if there's any more comments here Interesting, I'm not seeing any positive response or uh, rather negative responses a lot of people saying DEI must die getting between two and likes so this very well, let's see here. Where is this money going to? Accountability question mark. They can't pass an audit. Why do we get more money? Let's see here. Let's see here. Interesting enough, the opposite of a ratio, a win, so to say, for Vivek around Again, overwhelming 90 plus percent people all agreeing with his original statement. Now, that being said, what are your three sides, or what are your thoughts on this particular tweet? Will this increase Vivek's poll numbers? Will it help him out? Could it perhaps hinder him or alienate some of the other prospective voters for him? It'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Other interesting political news you have Ron DeSantis' tweet visiting 98 of 99 Iowa counties going viral. Which I was one of these strategic swing, swing states, so it makes sense that you want to spend a copious amount of time in those battlegrounds. It really do, well, I was going to say it doesn't make sense for DeSantis to spend time in certain states because they're overwhelmingly going to vote for him no matter what. But his poll numbers are down to below 13%, when again, he, used, he started off around 34, 35% when you look at the polls for so the Republican nominee, and he's just gone lower and lower and lower, and now he's sub 13%. Which, again, I don't know who's working his political campaign strategy. I don't know who is his publicist. Needless to say, they should be fired henceforth just for their utter ineptitudes. But, nevertheless, going to the specific tweet, Ram Santis says, quote, As I've made my way through 98 of 90, Iowa's 99 counties, Iowans have shared what a critical role at Bob and or er playing in engaging Iowa's faith community in, key, in the key battles that matter. His support tells Iowans they can trust me and fight for the win. We're thrilled to have Bob and Darla on Team DeSantis, and we are thankful for their friendship as we've gotten to know them throughout this campaign. The Road to America's revival starts in Iowa, and we will get the job done. And truth be told, this is his announcement for Bob Vander Platts endorsing Ron DeSantis. And Ron DeSantis attempting to smile, which he, did, he made the attempt that, I mean, A, B plus rapper. Granted, there's some people who just look awkward no matter what when they try to smile. Truth be told, I've heard the same thing about myself, so I don't have much, just much uh, ground to stand on, so to say. But, nevertheless, that got 8... It's actually up to almost 850,000 views, but still only 4.2 thousand likes? Like, he, His ratios are never the best when it comes to the like ratio. And the comments, usually 50-50, sometimes 60% positive to Ron. Well, it is better than Chris Christie. He has not ever received the Chris Christie effect, or he's never affected the Chris Christie phenomenon, a fascinating social media phenomenon, a mathematical anomaly, mind you, in which you get zero positive responses on your original tweet. Chris Christie has achieved that twice now, and subsequently, I think it'll probably happen again before the Republican nominee is done. Now, let's go into the comment section and see what's what. Josh Powers says, quote, Ron DeSantis is out there and working hard. Showing respect to the people of Iowa, meeting them in their towns, in their churches, in their homes. He's earning the honor of their vote, unquote. Those two words were capitalized. That got 530 likes. Proud Elephant says, quote, President DeSantis has a nice ring to it, unquote. Hashtag DeSantis 2024. Got 147 likes. Interestingly enough, I was going to say, he doesn't even have. You should just go to Kinnick Stadium, show up in Iowa City. Hawkeye reference for the University of Iowa alumni out there. Nevertheless, going back into the comments section, scrolling down here, WP says, quote, Bob understands that we need a president that doesn't just talk the talk. We need one to walk the walk. Thank you. Hashtag Bob Vander Plaats and hashtag DeSantis delivers. I got 119 likes. And is yet again another example of the marketing Neptunes around DeSantis' campaign Again, he has a proven track record as a governor. He has made achievements. He has some good policies. Put out mugs, t-shirts, banners. Your call campaign, your every campaign has to have a, um, a buzz line, a catchphrase. It has to be something short, succinct, understandable, relatable. DeSantis' letters is short, succinct, is memorable. Make as much swag as possible and drive that message out there. I, we shouldn't have to think of this for him. They should be thinking about this. That should be every campaign marketing material they put out. Because, again, I think that would be much more articulate, much more accurate, much more effective way for them to increase their poll numbers as opposed to what they've been doing. Granted, anything would probably be more effective than what they've been doing on average. Nevertheless, going back to the comments, Drea says, quote, Thank you so much, Bob Vanderpils, for standing for true conservative values. Getting 104 likes. Peter Henflin says, quote, this feels like it will be a lot more impactful than Waka Flocka endorsement Trump got just a hunch i quote, getting 140 likes. Now we do find our first contrarian statement, our first statement that is negative against Ron DeSantis' original tweet, comes from Gunderson Engelman, and he says, Ron DeSantis' donor money is a GIF, or this is, the youth might say a GIF, and it is of someone throwing money into a toilet bowl and subsequently being flushed. Now, this actually got more likes than all the other likes. Actually, one, two, three. Okay, no, I was about to say it got more likes than all the other likes combined. It was close. This got 507 likes. Now, uh, going down, someone by the name of Jan Nin Kieran says, quote, Voters can trust Ron DeSantis with their vote, not because he tells us what we want to hear, but because his record shows his actions are 100% in line with his values. When he makes a promise, he keeps it even if it means fighting the left, the media, and the swamps to do it, unquote. And I got 141 likes. Unfiltered Boss says, quote, The orange gaff machine is about to have meltdown on social, on my social, unquote, getting 187 likes. Chris Nelson says, quote, Thank you, Bob Vanderplatz. I have watched Ron DeSantis in Florida, and he is the most principled leader I've ever seen, and he knows how to deliver. Getting 159 likes. Britney Ray says quote down 40 in florida my entire family is six generations are voting trump since we voted for you took MAGA money and bounced getting 199 likes Miguel Fornia says quote dude's literally taking cash from at never back down 24 your dishonesty is amazing saying but not surprising getting 202 likes Vince Langman says quote sold your soul for 30 pieces of silver you're such a fraud Getting 259 likes. Theodore Smith says, quote, how many Florida counties have you made it through this year? Unquote, getting 70 likes. Now, that being said, it would probably be a waste of time for him to do that because whether it really is for Florida, Florida has become more red. So if it becomes whether DeSantis or Trump gets the nominee, it's pretty safe bet that there's a high propensity that state will vote for them. Regardless of who is on the ticket, just who has the letter R next to their name. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't give Floridians more attention, but in terms of his time allocation, it makes sense he's spending a lot of time in the swing states. Because, again, that's where a lot of the presidential battles are won and lost. So, interesting, that statement did get 70 likes from this person, but I do actually think from a political move on the chessboard, it makes sense for his strategy to spend more time in swing states. Summer 2013 says, quote, you literally paid him for the endorsement, unquote, getting 47 likes. Probably zero MAGA. Patriot says, quote, Rob paid for Vanderbilt's endorsement. I did not know that. Getting, getting 17 likes. Lori says, quote, just my preferred candidate DeSantis here racking up the wins, getting 44 likes. OMG MAGA. Annie said, quote, cost of endorsement equals $95,000. That got 52 likes. I'm curious if there's any substance to that statement. Did Ron DeSantis buy Iowa endorsement? Let's see. NBC News saying that he got the endorsement from Bob. Let's see. Uh, Neither will endorsement. Again, I'd have to do more research. I just did a couple of a couple of top results. Did not give me a definitive answer for that particular statement. Let's see. Going back to the comment section. Plebeian says cool. He'll be endorsing Trump soon. Unquote. Gained 19 likes. Let's see. Thomas Payne Band says, quote, Ron knows he can't win. He is only trying to drain Republican donor money to help the Biden regime. It's obvious. unit party Ron. Unquote. Gained 22 likes. Sure, interesting enough, it looks like Overall, say you got probably got 65, 70% positive responses from that. So it'll be interesting to see again, I was a very strategic, important swing state. How many of the Iowa citizens are going to take this endorsement seriously? Is this going to help sway their opinion? So they actually change their vote to give Republic give De, rather to give it to DeSantis for the Republican nominee, or will they actually decide to Trump? We fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now going on to the business blunder of the day, you have Sony hit with a near 8 billion dollar lawsuit for simply setting the prices in their own store. Now this comes thanks to Fox Business and the claims that Sony was slapped with nearly 8 billion lawsuit over the PlayStation store prices. The claims were brought to by Alex Neil, who is a consumer advocate who's worked on previous campaigns. Although some people might just call it an ambulance chaser, but online is a prior- I love pop ups, don't you? <laughs> but nevertheless. It looks like a London tribunal ruled that Sony must face near an $8 billion lawsuit over claims that the PlayStation maker abused his dominant position in the market by charging quote unquote excessive prices to consumers. The UK's Compensation Appeal Tribunal ruled that Sony must face a lawsuit worth up to £6.6 billion pounds, or $7.9 billion over claims brought by Alexis Neal, a consumer advocate who is working again on previous campaigns. Now they noted that. Sony Interactive Entertainment was sued last year on behalf of nearly 9 million people in the UK who had bought digital games or uh, add-on content through Sony's PlayStation Store. Neil's lawyers argue that the aggregate damages estimate up to be 3.6.3 3 billion pounds. Rather, now Neil alleges that Sony required digital games and ads to be bought and sold only th- sold vi- only via the online PlayStation Store, which start- charges a 30% commission to developers and publishers. The claim alleges consumers have therefore paid higher prices for games and added content than they would have does that sound like the most frivolous BS lawsuit of your lifetime maybe not the but perhaps top 10 again they started that store they built that store you they built the product if you want to go buy the product you have to go to their store that's that's like complaining about the price of an Apple charger and going to the Apple store and wondering, well, wait a minute. Why is it so expensive? Oh, because it's the Apple store and the Apple designed it after Apple built it? It's there; They built the platform. They built the store. And again, no, there's no law forcing people to buy it. their product. It's a luxury item that no one needs. I mean, I get it. It's a fun little toy, but you don't need it. And... It's not like a price fixing of a commodity like gasoline or milk or cheese where you have farmers or sellers get together and agree to a price. That's illegal. That that makes more sense. There's collusion there. But in this case, it's literally Sony just charging prices on their own store. And they don't even define excessive. Really? So interestingly enough and thankfully enough, there's a comments section. So let's jump into the comments section and see what people are saying. Someone by name of, let's see here, JB101B says, quote, last time I checked, no one is forcing people to, in the UK to buy a PlayStation. Also, both Apple's and Google App Store also charge a 30% commission. Are they going to slap them with a multi-billion dollar lawsuit as well? This is the price you pay if you want to have an app distribution ecosystem where Google, Apple, Sony have to invest money to secure, secure it from cyber criminals and prevent infected apps and games from being downloaded onto your device. UK should go spend money and work on their own creative gaming ecosystem and try to accomplish what Sony, Apple, or Google did, unquote. Pretty, exactly, darn good point. G. Kurt at your services, quote, I cannot see how an entity can tell a company how much to charge for their wares. Simply speaking, if people are willing to pay for them, it is their problem. No one is forced to buy the item, unquote. Again, makes sense. See here? Dr. Jill Brass says, quote, This is the last straw. I'm switching to Game Boy, unquote. Which, talk about apples to oranges. A Game Boy versus a PlayStation? Like, come on now. Nickel Soup says, quote, How dare they set the prices in their store, unquote. Enjoy the decline says, quote, Hmm, you know what entity takes people's money and charges them for services that is never held accountable? The government, unquote. A lot of people... Saying this is why they hate lawyers a lot of people saying the brits have gone stupid why won't they do this to apple and google or wouldn't it apply to them so interestingly enough a lot of people have the same consensus which makes sense but the business lawyers is still getting sued for that amount i don't know if they had to have better lawyers in place to combat this to begin with or i don't know if they should just do a small settlement to get it out of their way again it does again for the people who only read the headlines and don't dive into the substance it does not make them look good and, again, that's Sony. That's got to be the business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, again, for taking the time to tune in today, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of November. So, if you click that button, then I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, the comments are a great way to leave me feedback so I can know on what things are better to invest in, things that I can work on, make the show better and better, and I actually want to actually make the contributions even more effective, make the show more compelling, more interesting. So, if you have feedback, I'd love to hear for it, even if it is harsh critiques. I think that is how you grow the most. Also, and lastly, don't forget to take time to Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone, just stay safe and fight the good fight.